Okay. What's your birthday? Oh, yeah, dude. Birthday. It's actually totally not your birthday, <laughs> and I totally missed it. But let's pretend for the conceit of this show that it's your birthday. All right. All right. It's your birthday. I did something fun. I scoured the internet for some gifts for this birthday boy, some BDYST gifts, and I asked you to not look at them, I have to not, not open them I have not, I have not. until we were uh, recording. Yep. And I've got some photos from you of the packages, which are uh, very varied. We got some coming in from the United States, we got some coming in with customs forms attached to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got some big, some small. I mean, none of them are like big, big. But we got some packages. We got some envelopes. Five in total? Is that what I did? Five in total. Yep. One, two, three, four, five. Yep. So I, I, does this seem like the right time to open them? What do you think? This seems like a perfect time to open them. Do you want me to open them in the order in which I receive them? No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All right, well, that's the order I put them in, so that's how it's going to go. <laughs> All right, yeah, whatever order they came in, you'll have to you'll have to open them up. And you're going to so this is this is a live unboxing <laughs> episode. But you can't see it. So, Ben, you'll have to take some pictures take some of photos. these yeah, opened envelopes. Okay. All right, so the first um it's a it's a it's typical uh letter envelope. Mm-hmm. Um it says TL Crafts and Sons Inc. Mhm. And sons. Sounds like I got you something really regal. But then it says, <laughs> that's like the, the company I'm guessing, but then it says usmilitarypatch.com. Yeah. And then it also says usnavypatch.com. Yeah, I didn't even know about these websites. I could have gone straight to the source. Yeah, and it came, it's coming from Eastern Maine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd never, I've never seen a stamp or like a, a print that actually says what part of the state. I like yeah, it. Yeah, Eastern Maine. Not just Maine. Eastern Maine. Um, and then also they have a nice little uh, cardinal stamp, and it says "Forever USA." <laughs> it's beautiful. Okay, all right. So opening it up, opening opening it up. Oh, this one's like wide as. Oh my gosh, this dude! <laughs> oh wow! Tell us what it is. Oh, you outdid yourself, sir. Okay, so uh, some of our listeners might remember uh, us looking at some really rad. Uh, narcotics patches like official dea patches <laughs> and how we were just like man we really really dig these cocaine intelligence patches and sure <laughs> which is it was like we we shouldn't they're really strange but we love them oh, they're so man. good mm-hmm. yeah oh gosh that's flawless that's beautiful mm-hmm. it's actually really high quality too man so it says uh cocaine intelligence unit uh-huh. uh drug enforcement administration Mm-hmm. So and it's got a Grim Reaper with a bomb yep. and an yep. hourglass, and he's swimming uh-huh. in a sea of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> from from what I can see, he looks like he's having a good time. Oh yeah, he's super happy. Uh, man, I wanted to find the one that he was at a rave, but I couldn't find it. But this one's a, <laughs> a, a good second place because oh, he's man. he may not be at a rave, but he's still having a blast doing whatever it is he's doing. What I I can't wait now to find a jacket to put this patch on right and then wear it out and then someone's like cocaine intelligence <laughs> what? what and i'm like yeah if only you knew <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's whew, that's flawless okay mm-hmm. 
It's gonna that's gonna be hard to top. All right. I know that's a, that, that's that might have been the best one. Ah, darn it! Oh. That was the but first it's, one that it's came. Good. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. So we're gonna go with the second package. This one is uh, from eBay. Um, it's it's uh, directed to Ben in parentheses B D Y S T Lopez because everyone knows that's my nickname. Yep. Um, and this is from Jack Brocksmith in Johns Creek, Georgia. So, uh, all right, we'll see, we'll see what you're about. Okay. Ooh. Uh, cocaine, what? (laughs) No, no, that's the last one. Okay. This one is wrapped very peculiar. I, like, don't want to break it. Like, it low-key is in. Here, let me just take a photo and send this to you while we're talking. It's low-key in a drug package. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, how can he see this? Oh, if only we were texting back and forth while we record this show. Yeah, it's totally in a drug package. Okay. Oh, what the heck? That's, yeah, that looks like a little baggie of drugs. Oh, it is drugs. <laughs> uh, this is for our ASMR crowd. Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> oh, man. Drew, you really outdid yourself, I got to say. Okay, what you what'd you get this time? <sighs> okay, from, I should have known from Georgia. From Atlanta, mm-hmm. Georgia, we have uh-huh. a official licensed <laughs> <laughs> uh, Olympics 1996 pin with the mascot. Izzy! That's a deep cut from our show. That's an early one. Yeah. Oh, man. This is beautiful. Uh, If these are all patches, they're all going on one jacket, and it's going to be the weirdest, awesome, most... (laughs) BDYST jacket. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I I don't remember how much we talked about him, but we talked about Olympic mascots. And Izzy has a place in my heart because he had a weird SNES video game that I had. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. You had to collect. You had to collect the Olympic rings or something, and it was. It was. I'm sure a terrible game. In fact, I think that even when I was a kid, I knew that it was a terrible game. <laughs> but uh, you know, you had to capitalize on your weird mascot. Absolutely. I. I, I don't know if we re- found out or not what Izzy is, but I'm still not sure. He's like a lightning bolt, embodied in. Yeah. He's such a quintessential '90s mascot to me, which is just big eyes, big teeth. And gloves and sneakers, and the body is kind of secondary to all of that. Yeah, that really was the the defining mm-hmm. you know characteristics for mascots. I mean, look at Rayman, look at Sonic, look at exactly. Mario. Yeah, Rayman doesn't even have a body. No, he, who needs it? Well, he has a he has a torso. <laughs> he doesn't have arms, yeah. and, arms and legs. Yeah, he's missing the limbs. But he got feet and hands. <laughs> that's that's right. With gloves on, Ooh. I bet. Yeah, absolutely gloves. Absolutely gloves. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. I feel like that. I feel like that generation of mascots made me feel really upset that I never wore gloves. It made me feel like I was supposed to wear gloves more. And adulthood hasn't really proven that to be true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, what what is that about? I don't know. Why we just because we? I mean, if you think about it logically, because that's the only way to think about stuff. Right. We put socks on. We put shoes on. We protect our feet. Why don't we protect our hands on the regular? Exactly. I'm going to start wearing big, oversized white gloves everywhere I go. <laughs> I think that's the way oh, forward. Oh, man. So that's, whoa. That's so good. Jeez, Drew. All right, that's number two. 
Okay, all right. It's like a walk down BDYST memory lane. Okay. All right, so the next package, also addressed to Ben BDYST Lopez. This one is coming from Sandy... Is Utah... Is UT Utah? Yeah, I think so. All right, this is from Utah. All right. Jeremy Fuller. All these people are getting <laughs> uh, shout-outs. I know. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. Okay. Ooh, this one, this one has a nice perforated... You know, easy access. That's that's kind of them. Ah, uh, but the, it's much less likely to be drugs. But the U.S. Postal Service put a sticker, and now it messed it up. Oh man! Come freaking, on, guys, freaking, you're pros. Yeah, come on. Here, here's some more uh, ASMR. <laughs> Ooh, that one's kind of hostile. <laughs> man, this is okay. I take it back. This bag is the hardest one to get into. Pride comes before the fall. <laughs> okay. They're all wrapped up like drugs, man. I just gotta say. <laughs> Dude, I bet I'm on a watch list now. <laughs> yeah, after these five packages. Ooh, the receipt of this one is, how do you say, chef's kiss. Um, okay, now this one. This is another gold. This is another gold. Mm-hmm. Actually, silver, if you will. Yep. Um, oh, shoot. And it's... You don't even... I don't even know if you realize this. All right. So this is this is a 2012 uh, Olympic mascot pin. Right. But it, like, slides up and down. It's got a weird little thing going on, huh? I can't really tell what it is in the picture or why it is in the picture, but it is. Yeah, BDYST is a multi... Multi-country international show. It really is. So I couldn't have the Olympics just represented in a single place. We had to have we had to have two. So we got the the London Olympics and the uh, the Atlanta Olympics both combined here. And this one, I mean, you know that that first pin I got you that it's a nineteen it's a nineteen nineties pin all around. Simple. And this is this is the two thousand tens overly complicated pin to be sure. I don't know why it has this up and down motion, but yeah, it does. And it's like not even I gotta say. Like the pin as a gift, beautiful. But now if we're just getting into our BDYST bag of analyzing stuff to death, it doesn't make sense the motion the track of the two elements. Now, yeah. if it was a spinner, okay. Totally makes sense. Right. But it's a up and down slider of this character who's on like a metal back. But like with gravity being a thing, it's it it's down. only ever going to hang down. But if you want to make him jump, he can. By God. Unless yeah, I guess all right. Yeah, that that is true, man. You totally you got the most 90s American flag and all. <laughs> and then this one is complicated 2000s. Now it's all body, no eyes or mouth or anything he's just got one big eye no mouth needed all you and certainly no gloves certainly no shoes i don't even know if he has legs he's got he's got got, yeah he accessorized but he didn't you know he didn't bring a shoe game on point he's got he's just one silver amorphous blob but he's got bracelets right he's got a drip you know well it's it's the rings right i like it yeah, yeah. They incorporated the rings and made it made it fashion. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Okay, this next one. This one's a box. They've all been envelopes or packages. Yeah. This one. Yeah. This one's a box. Dutch Post. Small packet. 
This one came from Frankfurt. <laughs> Where? What did you buy me, man? What did you get me? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this might need to be a new segment where we just get each other stuff and we open it. It's not bad. I'm already, I'm already planning and plotting in my head. Like, oh, okay, now, now that, now that he's the stakes have been raised. All right, I know what to get you for your birthday. Mm-hmm. Which I remembered. January. Whatever. <laughs> oh, man, the box. Dude, I'm that guy that, like, cuts their finger open while opening boxes. <laughs> more, more ASMR. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh no, but oh yes. Can you, okay, can you tell what this one is? D- describe what you're seeing, because I don't even know what you're seeing oh, exactly. Man. I'll take better photos um, for the show notes, but I just got to show okay. you the way that this came. <laughs> okay, good. Very weird box. Like, I don't think this was actually a box. I think they just took cardboard and folded it. So, so, okay. So, first flap, you cut that open. Second flap, and then gloriously revealed Toro balls. Yes. <laughs> oh man, this is so good. Yes. Oh my gosh. It was hard to find these. Really? I well, I bet. I don't know why yeah. I say really. <laughs> like like they're everyday occurrence. Would you? <laughs> would you mind if I ate one? Uh, and explain. No, go for it. So this you gotta, is, you gotta this try is, it out. Uh, Chicle El Toro Balls Bubblegum. Extra sour. Liquid mm-hmm. filled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when I was in Europe and I came back, I brought a bunch of random, not quite links to this, the show, just stuff that I had seen around Europe. And one of them was this very strange uh, assortment of bubblegums that was in Russia. Some of them being zombie-themed, others being just kind of weird, and then the worst of all, literally being Toro Bull Ball themed. And uh, that's, that's I just, I've been looking for them. I've kept them in a little uh, space that, you know, I needed to get this for you someday. And so here we go, the Toro Balls in, in real life. They, not gonna lie, they look questionable. Oh, yeah, they, I just got the picture. <laughs> It is indeed a oblong black ball. Um, definitely gives some connotations, very, brings brings some visuals to the mind. Very, again, I'll take better photos for the. It's very tacky and sticky. Okay, yes. okay here, oh, here, mm. <laughs> here goes nothing. And the whole thing is that they are quote unquote <laughs> liquid filled. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. here we go. Bottoms up. Oh. What you think? Hmm. It actually tastes really good. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, wow. I'm glad. Man, this is super sweet and like sour. Yeah. Oh, this is really good. The the you we we you know I did not ask you to go get a knife and cut it open, but I do believe that the inside liquid is a uh, disturbing blood red, which isn't awesome. Well, there's plenty I can always. But cut you know open. <laughs> the next one. <laughs> but it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Oh wow. You know, as long as it's as long as it has a good mouthfeel. Wow. That actually was really good. Mm. I mean weird premise, weird name. But very weird premise. Uh, yeah. I'm definitely gonna save a couple for you 
next time I see you. It, I, I feel like the ones that are in America, in the United States, it's like you'll see like a dino egg or something weird like that, you know, or like a like a piece of fruit, yeah. you know, apple explosion, <laughs> yeah. melon explosion or something like that. And Russia just said, nah, fam. Balls. <laughs> Tor- <laughs> Dude, I'm exactly. not. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. I'm eating a second one. They're, okay, go for it. They're go for very it. good. <laughs> oh. Okay, so we got okay, one more. One. In this one, I'm. I'm not gonna lie to you. This. This last one. It's gonna be the 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 most uh, obtuse of all. <laughs> I'm curious to know if you'll know what it is. This one's from Japan. It is. Hmm. This was the last one. Hmm. Yeah, it's hmm, how did Kinsaku Indua is the person. That's who it's from. Okay. From Yak Yan Yanaga Minamiku uh Fu Yeah, I'm I'm gonna stop because I sound really stupid. <laughs> so yeah, this one's from Japan. It's absolutely from Japan. Okay, let's open it up. <clears throat> Ooh, more dr- bro drugs all drugs <laughs> dude also i'm i'm pretty uh intrigued these are all small items that like yeah i really doubt any of these would have got damaged in in uh handling but they wrapped yeah they them had to really, really they go wrapped for them it really crazily <laughs> secure <laughs> oh here this one has some bubble wrap oh but not strong bubble wrap The last ASMR. Okay, I don't think I can. I don't. Uh, okay, uh, I don't think I know this one. Even even when I'm looking at it. <laughs> okay, tell us what you see. Hold on, let me get it <laughs> out of the final packaging. This one's very interesting. <gasps> Wait, wait. <laughs> Actually, no. Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> okay, what do you see? It is. Wait, did this home dude? Did this? <laughs> Are these like custom made? No, they're not. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say. So it is. I feel like there's like a way to truly enjoy it and look at it. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. It came with the before I describe it. It came with. A letter. Okay. Dear friend, I hope that this item can satisfy your time. Mm. I would be happy, comma, okay. if you could leave positive feedback. Thank you. Mm. Okay. Five Kinsaku. stars. Okay. So mm. uh, the first one that I saw is what appears to be a Pepsi bottle lid. Okay. With a little mini diorama sculpted on top of it and it's got a <laughs> okay. caution uh like roadwork caution uh barricade uh-huh. with uh legs sticking up like as if someone is falling through a hole and on the perimeter of the hole is pepsi foam right right so there's that and then the second one mm-hmm. is a similar Pepsi uh, lid, bottle lid, with a mm. with a blanket 
with a a drape. Uh-huh. Actually, just kidding. It's a ghost drape. I didn't I didn't see the eyes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't see the eyes initially. So there's eye holes and all. So but when you when you uh-huh. lift the sheet, there is a Pepsi bottle underneath. Now, yeah. Right. If I had to guess, I would say this is Pepsi Man related. Pepsi Man, yes. I don't know what, but though. But how you know? is it Pepsi Man related? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's clearly so a Pepsi went, I went searching. Yeah. I went searching far and wide for a Pepsi Man, like action figure or something. Turns out they're either really hard to find or insanely expensive, like $400 oh, for no, a little no, Pepsi don't Man. Do that. So. <laughs> exactly. So this is the closest that I could get, which is, I guess, they released in Japan back when Pepsi Man was a thing, a bunch of bottles with little toy figures on top. And so these are two uh, toy figurine Pepsi Man figures. So maybe they're from maybe they're from some commercials that we haven't seen. <laughs> but the first one seems to be Pepsi Man getting stuck in a uh, inside the bottle, which I think is pretty rad, right? Like that's the idea. He dove head first in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of great. Or creepy face, no eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the second one is maybe he's haunting a Pepsi. Who's to say? Think, yeah, it's a Halloween. Well, it's it's apropos. You yeah. know, it is uh, October. Yeah. It is spooky season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but and what I like about this is that next time that you drink a Pepsi, you can go ahead and get rid of that crap generic top and twist one of these on. These are going to sit on my desk, and I'm going to stare at them every day when I work. Lovingly, by the and way. And what I love about the Pepsi bottle top with a Pepsi bottle on top of it is that the Pepsi bottle on top has a Pepsi bottle top. <laughs> and you could really just go, go on for days if, you, if they would have really oh, been man. committed to the joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really would have been crazy if you, if you commissioned... Some gentleman <laughs> to custom make these make a top. <laughs> these Pepsi yeah. toppers. Russian nesting doll style. Oh, yeah. Man. That's pretty crazy. So these are my gifts to wow. you, Ben. I'm uh, I'm blown away, I'm speechless. You uh yeah. you just you you just know the right things to do. I hope to see a jacket with at least the cocaine intelligence agency uh uh, patch attached Absolutely. to it sometime Absolutely. down the line. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. man, this is okay. This this has to be a n- a new segment. Yeah, it's pretty good. I I enjoyed it. It was fun scouring the internet for uh for these random random pieces of history, BDYSD history. And I gotta say, I really hate surprises. Mm-hmm. And not gonna lie, it's been killing me to not open these packages. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't even try to like here we are you know toss them around and who what's in here I just put them in a drawer well they would you would have just thought they were all <laughs> that's drugs that's true that's true bro if these <laughs> got opened up by customs they're like what the hell <laughs> these are <laughs> especially the Pepsi yeah. bottle top like mm. uh, Toro balls too yeah Toro balls definitely has a bit of a suspicious wow. look to it wow that was so good yeah wow. Little little walk, walk down, down memory lane for you. <laughs> that was wonderful. You wanna you wanna share some links? I'll share you some links, sir. Okay. Okay. Oh man, that was so good. Um, hmm. Well, what can I get to? You know what? Let's just go there. Let's just get real weird, real right off the bat. Okay. Um, this is a video. Uh, I highly if you don't watch it all now, that's fine. But I highly suggest you watch it all. Uh, whenever. Okay. So, bro, 
Uh, did you see this? Little Big. All right, I'm watching it. <laughs> you always bring the weirdest, like, music videos. Bro, I just, I be finding them. Also, people know me, and they just give them to me, too. <laughs> okay, good. So this is a dance. Yes. The skibbity. Skibbity. I can't tell the country of origin of this band. It's definitely not from America. <laughs> this music video does a great thing, which is whenever there's an instructional dance music video, you know, everyone's like just doing the dance in some line in some like perfect dance space. But this suggests that you should just do the dance at all times. 24-7, like, <laughs> like nonstop. 24-7, yeah. If you're going to bed, walking down the street, drinking a drink, it doesn't matter. Oh, oh, I like this. The, the song just completely gave up, but the dance continues. <laughs> yeah, man, the dance is the way of life. Um, I would say it's a little bit of Macarena, a little bit of Gangnam Style. Yeah. The costumes are on point, the hairstyle. It's so like Euro trash. Like <laughs> super Euro trash. The most Euro. Everyone looks so tired. Very. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. My pleasure. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take us back to mascots. Ooh, all right. Since we it. just talked about a few of them. Which is that I found this online. Uh, a while ago you had brought up like all the Japanese mascots, how there's like a a mascot for literally everything in Japan. Dude that account is the best follow on Twitter, I swear. Mondo Mascots, is that yes. what it is? Yeah. Okay, so I it came across my side of the internet, and I don't know if you saw this or not, but, bro, did you see this? What? <laughs> Namakoro, <laughs> a pink sea cucumber in a sailor suit, is the new mascot for Japan's maritime self-defense force in the Sasebo region. Okay, so mascot. You know, it's fine. It's pink. It's got a sailor suit. Looks super cute. Mm -hmm. But that this is associated with a real military branch <laughs> division <laughs> that is questionable. How great that is peculiar. Yeah, how great is that? It's just it's it's leaking. It's leaking into every part of Japan, and that's so incredible that it's no longer just like okay, I make dumplings. I need a mascot of our dumplings, or like okay, we're creating a new neighborhood. We need a new mascot for this neighborhood. But like oh, we have a new arm of our army of our military, <laughs> and it requires a mascot too. I love it, and it says that uh, the second tweet in this little thread says. That they chose the pink sea cucumber because sea cucumbers don't run, don't hide, and have thick skin, which is good protection for en from enemies. Uh, so that's their rationale. Uh, yeah, but that that image, okay, in the second tweet, that first image where it's just a, like, it's not real life, it's just an illustration, mm -hmm. that is scary as hell. And It is actually quite scary in the cartoon version of it. It also is low-key gross. No, I don't. Okay, like yeah. I'm fine with the physical mascot. The illustration version, nope, not that good. Yeah, and they don't run, don't hide, have thick skin. I guess I wonder if like the hardened generals and you know upper echelon military people are co-signing this. If they're like, yep, we totally need a a mascot 
or if this is the marketing team, like you need to be approachable and yeah. have the young people like you. Maybe it's the same as like I don't know. Maybe maybe our military. I could see I could see our military doing some thing with like kids, you know, teaching them about our branches of the military and having some like eagle mascot, you know, bald eagle mascot or something. Maybe that's what this is, or maybe it's like a hundred percent a new part of the fighting force of Japan. Who can say? <laughs> I, I I almost want to see, like, yeah, I guess it would be an eagle. I was going to say, I wonder what, like, the American equivalent would be. I guess an eagle or, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a German shepherd or, you know, mm-hmm. or a lion. Strong, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's It would 100% be a bald eagle. That's so weird. That's funny. Well, okay. Okay. So let's just keep it in Asia. Um, okay. So sometimes I, like, I write, uh, when I copy links... I write a title for reference so I know what the what it is without having to click the link. And sometimes I just, you know, they're throwaway titles. And sometimes the title is so good that I don't even realize it until we record the show live. Right, right, right. So the title for this link is China is over the moon. Oh, I know exactly <laughs> what you're going to be talking about. This is nuts. I wrote that I wrote that just, you know, not even thinking. But literally, they're over it. They don't want the moon anymore. I saw this. So, Chinese city wants to launch fake moon to illuminate its streets. Mm -hmm. Proposed satellite would cover a 6 to 50 mile wide stretch in uh, Chengdu with light eight times brighter than that of the real moon. Okay, so this is interesting because I saw this a couple days ago too. And um, I had actually, the night before been talking about streetlights with a friend of mine because I was sitting in his neighborhood and we were outdoors and I looked at the streetlights and half of them were the old halogens and half of them were the new LEDs. You've noticed that, right? That a lot of cities are like changing over from the old school streetlights to the new ones. Yes, yes, I have. Have you noticed that or no? Yeah, because the old ones, they're like super yellow, super warm. The new ones are a bright white. Uh, Before I go any further, do you have an opinion on that? Do you like one over the other? I just want them all to be the same. That's more my my qualm. I do too. It bothers me so badly that we're like half and half right now. But to me, I'm kind of nostalgic of the old ones because like that warm yellow light feels like nighttime light to me. Like when I put lights around in my house, I'm actually weird about that. I always put the warmest lights I can possibly get in the outdoor patio lights. And then I have cool... um bluer tones inside of the house. I, I don't know. It just feels right to me. And now we got all these LED lights that have a bluer, crisper light coming out of them. But I was talking about how much money every city probably saves by moving from halogen to LED. Because I was looking around in just that neighborhood, his like, you know, five block neighborhood. And there's probably 60, 70 street lamps in there. That's a lot of money. If you think about all of those bulbs having electricity running through them all night long and powering a halogen bulb. But China says, <laughs> I got this, fam, <laughs> right? Like, Hold my beer. I'm not even going to worry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not even going to worry about changing out the light bulb. I'm going to launch a satellite into the sky that's a big, giant bulb, and it's going to just hover over our city forever and provide light? That's kind of wild. While, you know, it's cool and it's super futuristic, it also seems like overkill. (laughs) It's a lot of overkill. Like, like there's not a couple solutions that you can put in the city before this. 
like you can't just hang lights off of skyscrapers. You can't um, illuminate the roads with some special asphalt that has like a bioluminescence in it. Like there's so many other weird ideas that you could have. Yeah. But no, it's like a it's almost it's it's very super villain. It's very like we'll launch a moon. <laughs> it is, and and it, the the technology behind it is kind of interesting. So I'll read this one paragraph from the article, which says. This satellite, which is also known as an artificial moon, would be able to illuminate a stretch of the southwestern Chinese city with light eight times brighter than that of the real moon. If all goes well, the fake moon will produce enough light to replace the street lamps. And according to the Asia Times, the moon will feature a highly reflective coating that reflects the sun's rays via solar panel-like wings. The angle of these wings can be tweaked in order to create a precise illumination range of several dozen meters. So it is basically just a big mirror that's trying to find the sunlight on the other side of the world and beam it directly onto the streets of the city, which is, I mean, nuts, you know? It's so crazy to me. I also feel like this is going to be crazy huge. I feel like this is gonna mess up some atmosphere stuff, some gravity stuff. Like something, something's gonna go wrong. It it can't just work. The article says that it feels like it's gonna have some crazy effects on like wildlife, you know? Which I, oh my god, it's just basically oh like my oh, gosh. okay, hey, 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 city, we're day all the time now. Is basically what it's like, you know? Hey, okay, we're it's day all the time. You you cool with that? You know, and the city and the animals are probably like, no? but also, also, haven't we seen like in Alaska their daylight? lasts for like six months it's just always perpetually and those people hate it and they say yeah it really messes up your circadian rhythm you don't sleep right so why would why would this city want to do that the officials that are behind it say that it'll produce a quote dusk-like glow end quote so basically it's going to be perpetually dusk instead of perpetually day which is, I mean, that's still weird to me. That's got to mess up someone. Someone's going to be like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I feel like there's a, like, I liked it when I first passed it, but now that we're talking about it and, you know, chewing the fat, this is a bad idea. Please don't do this, guys. <laughs> I think, I think what, what makes me the most interested is I'd, I'd just be really curious to know what it's actually going to look like. Because what do you, what do you see? Yeah, if it, if it will be a moon. Or if it's going to be some weird satellite-looking thing. Yeah, it'll certainly not be a moon. It'll certainly be some weird multi-mirrored satellite. So will you just look up and see this big ball of light in the sky? Or like square of light in the sky? <laughs> you know? It'd be kind of cool if it was a square. Yeah, what I'm assuming is, you know, when you look at the sun, you can't see the sun. It's just this big white thing because of how bright it is. When you look at the moon, you can see the moon because it's it's a reflective surface. So this is going to be somewhere in between the two, right? Because it says that it's going to be brighter than the moon. It's going to be closer than the moon. So it's going to be a pretty bright thing in the sky. I mean, I guess it might not be that different. Like, I guess in my head, if you could imagine a city with a big skyscraper in the middle of it, and the entire city is dark, and that skyscraper is like completely lit up, you know? I feel like it might produce an effect kind of similar to that. But it just is in the sky, which feels so weird. Yeah, it's still going to be – it's still changing, like, the environment of this city. That's nuts. Uh, this is – don't do it. Don't do it. 
Oh, man. Not a fan, huh? It's cool in theory, like if this was like a sci-fi movie. Well, it's a good thing that it's happening in a random Chinese city that I've never heard of so that we can reap the effects of figuring out what it would be like in real life without actually having to be impacted by it. Those poor people are going to suffer for a couple years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Uh, Okay, can I give you something? Absolutely. I'll give you the inverse, okay? If that was a story about a city doing something very random and very new, this is a story about a city embracing something old that I think is kind of cool. And I wanted to see what you had, what, what kind of design thoughts you had about this. Bro, did you see this? So this is a Twitter thread from a guy that I love named Cable. And it's about a new Target that just opened up in Portland that bought a old bowling alley and basically kept huge chunks of the bowling alley intact as they made the store around it. Huh. Hmm. You want my you want my thoughts. Yeah, so you know, what what Target could have done, right, is they could have bought the lot, demoed it, and built a Target. But they didn't do that, you know? And I feel like I've seen that before where people are like, oh, what a piece of history. It's gone forever now to make way for some dumb store. And I feel like Target said, okay, well, if you want this history of this bowling alley, we'll just kind of incorporate it in. And um, why I bring it up is not only because it's one little interesting thing, but I read, and I can't confirm this, but I read that this is actually kind of becoming a new MO for stores like Target because places like bowling alleys are on the decline and they actually have just about the right square footage for a store like Target. So it's easier to buy a place and gut it not entirely and keep some of its history than it would be to create an entire store from scratch. And it's it's very different from what I think we're accustomed to when we think of like a shopping space. Yeah. And some of the tweets have like multiple photos in it, I'm sure you saw. Yeah, so, all right. First, first initial gut feeling. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like retro stuff. Um, I love the future. I, so like the Target sign, also being a designer, mm-hmm. It's breaking all the visual standards and rules for the Target brand. That uh, the you know squares uh, on the opposite side of each other. I don't like that. I- I'm sure that whatever the old um, bowling alley had, this 1950s bowling alley that they replaced, had this. It's a bunch of squares coming straight down the line. Oh, of yeah, course, yeah. I'm sure. I'm, it was probably the most cost efficient, you know, decision. I just don't like it. <laughs> now, yeah. So outside. It doesn't. It doesn't uh, pass the Ben standards. Now the inside, I can get with because it's a Target, and that's a you know interesting use of the space. Um, there's a really cool uh, mural in like a stairwell, super beautiful. Um, I even dig the bowl, like the the block letters that are on the on the wall, and the parking arrows. That's all cool because sometimes Target does that. Um, it's the so I'm fine with it, but as a whole, I like futuristic. I like super sleek and modern, and I'm very much the mindset that when people are like, "Well, we don't want to tear down this piece of history," I'm like, "Yep, tear it down." The the one thing that I like a lot is that they took the old bowling lanes and they literally framed them, flipped them up into the ceiling, and used that as the overhang above the self checkout which I think is a really cool look because it's just it's it's obviously a nod to what it used to be and it's doing something with the ceiling which would have otherwise just been exposed yeah. board you know well that that's really cool 
But yeah, I think that the funny thing is that a lot of it feels grungy because they are taking the old pieces and reutilizing them, right? Like, yeah. it looks like there was this old parking arrow and they grabbed it off of whatever sign it was on and then stuck it inside the store pointing now down because they put an elevator in the place, you know? Yeah. And it looks so crazy retro. And I think it is kind of at odds with the, there's like a picture of the old bowling sign actually. And underneath it is disposable See, cups, aluminum that one I don't foil. Mind, though. You know? That one I can get behind. I, again, I can get behind all these decisions. And I didn't even realize the bowling alley lanes are above the checkout. That's actually really clever. And it still has light, so the area is illuminated. It's literally just the front because, it, in my opinion, it's like not uh, holding true to the Target brand. Like that mural on the inside of that stairwell, if you go down the thread... Very Target, the most Target, super Target. But at the same time, it fits this area, it fits the store. So things like that are a happy marriage. But the front, I don't know. I, maybe I'm just nitpicking too hard on the the sign. I, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I mean, I, I think I'm with you in that I always like brand new stuff. So I'm not like, I, I'm not going to go and take a trip across the... You know, uh, state lines. Oh to no, go we're and hitting this, this up road this trip target. style, man. <laughs> but, but I, I don't know. I think it's kind of beautiful. Um, here's actually, I'm going to send you one more link. Here's somebody else who tweeted about it, and it's like more. Um, it's a better view of the outdoor, so you can see there is a big, massive logo on the building itself. Oh, that's funny. They, you know, how Target always has like those circle balls outside. Yeah, they, they, turn they turned into it into a bowling, bowling. ball. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, the inside looks fine, looks great. And again, the wood and the the red and sweet looks great. It's that weird sign. <laughs> I think, you know what, the more I talk it, talk it out, it's that sign. I don't like the sign. Everything else is beautiful. I'm great. I'm cool with I think it'll be interesting to see if more of this stuff happens in the future. And especially as somebody who I myself am currently remodeling a building and, you know, putting my own spin on it while keeping some of the elements of what it used to be. Um, and I, I do feel like we're kind of in this phase where the world is changing a lot, partially because of technology, partially because of tastes. And I think we're going to see a lot of establishments like brick and mortar spaces becoming new things. And I think that the idea of incorporating the old thing into the new thing can be done really well. But I wonder if it should always be done or not is, I guess, the question. All right, give me a link. Well, okay, so, all right. Um, hmm. I think this is totally up our alley. Um, bro, so we, we last week we, um, we had a special episode where we joined up with some friends of ours and a good time was had by all. We, just, we talked about some Banksy art. And uh, it's funny that we did that because then I saw this story. Bro, did you see this? So is the art world ready for AI-generated work? I saw this. Um, I didn't read too much about it, but I, I just saw it a little bit, which is that there's Christie's, which is one of the biggest auction houses in the world, is creating um, a auction around this portrait that used machine learning and an algorithm to create a new portrait out of 15,000 pieces of data. To me, this is one of those weird things where, I don't know, man. I don't know if I have any answers for this. <laughs> Besides, 
art is what you want it to be. And I think art is what you think it is. And I think this portrait is real ugly. (laughs) Okay. So now, now we're going to have the weird hot takes. I wasn't into the old school target. I really love this piece of art. (laughs) It's cool. I mean, would you, okay. It's, I love it too. You're not going to go and pay fifteen thousand dollars for no, it. No, I wouldn't pay fifteen thousand for a lot of things. But yeah. if this were given to me, absolutely, it would hang up in my yeah. house. It, it's it's a very cool idea. Well, no, not, which not is, just the idea. I actually think the piece itself. You think it's cool? Yeah, because I was looking at photos online and looking up close. It like has this weird, uh, almost circling effect of like the inkjet, like the printer, you know, whatever is creating this uh, the pigment. I just really like it, and it's super uh, mysterious. You see, like, a collar, so it's, you know, maybe it's, um, you know, of a different era, but you can't make out the face. For me, I actually like... It kind of looks like money. Oh, yeah, it kind of does. You know, like the like the face of it looks kind of like money on a dollar yeah, bill. it does. Like, or a portrait on a dollar bill, I mean. Have you seen any of these other ones? No, I have um, not. I'll send you a link. Here are some of uh, some other um, portraits that have been generated. Which, which, by the way, in a similar the, that piece update, it sold for four hundred thirty-two thousand. Wow, that's crazy! Oh, these are all computer generated. Yeah, yeah, dude, I love these. I really like them a lot. Oh, I want them. That's cool. See, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm maybe I'm weird. That yeah, I like them because they're super weird and abstract. Because sometimes it's kind of. Um, if you have a portrait, like an official painting, sometimes it's weird. You don't know who the person in the, the painting is. And so you don't have a really connection with it. But then other times, if it's like a, a really famous person, there's like a whole history tied to that person and good, bad, you know, connotations plenty. And this for me is like, you get the aesthetic, you get the feel and the vibe, but it's not a real person. And you could just enjoy, you know, the 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 super. I don't know. I, mean, I really like it. I saw this because of a little bit of strange kind of scandal that's happening with it, which is that those photos that I sent you were by a um, artificial intelligence programmer who created a neural network that was probably the basis of this piece of art. But he has nothing to do with this auction. Gotcha. And um, a a very interesting person I follow on Twitter named Drew Brinig asked an interesting question, which is, who's the author of this piece? Is it one, the creator of the images used to train the model? Two, the programmer who built the software to create the model? Three, the user who ran the model? Or four, the marketer who packaged the product? You know? Like, who is actually responsible for this thing? Because it's AI, you know? It's AI. But, so, I I do a little bit of, like, collage stuff, especially, like, on my Instagram lately. And sometimes I'll pull from images I've taken. Uh, Other times I pull from a repository of photos like Unsplash, and they're free and royalty-free. Sometimes I'll just Google it and deal with the ramifications of, you know, like, uh... A Silver Surfer, you know, it's Marvel Comics owned. Um, but usually, it's hard to tell uh, where one part ends, or one part, one place, one, oh man. It's usually hard to tell where one part of it starts and the other ends. And I go with that, whether it's true or not, that like changing it so much 
that then it becomes your own. So for me, I would say the uh, creator of this is the developer who ran the code. But that person, that person didn't make any money off this auction, you know. <laughs> no, that's that's the bummer right. Part. Yeah. So I I think I agree with you too because if it's if it's a truly computer generated piece of programming then the programmer is the one that should get the bulk of the... Yeah, because uh, Adobe doesn't get credit for my work on Photoshop. Right. So that takes out the person who created the algorithm. The marketer, you know, uh, a store doesn't get credit for selling my artwork. So yeah, I would say it's the the developer. Yeah, I, and I think that actually this problem that we're that this person is experiencing is probably the same problems that artists have experienced all their lives, right? Like it does take marketing to make something worth money. Absolutely. And there are plenty of artists who were not famous in their day who are renowned now because the work that they've done have been seen through a different lens in history than they were at the time. And whatever was being marketed well was the stuff that made the most money when they were alive. And so again, you know, this, there's this, there's this uh, programmer who's posting screenshots of his neural network on Twitter, but he's not charging $400,000 a tweet. And there's a marketer who's able to print one out at high quality, put it in a glorious frame and sell it at Christie's and he's making bank. So artist probs, right? <laughs> artist probs. Absolutely. Give me the one.